Hi, I'm Tim Pennington, editor-in-chief of uh, FinishingEncoding.com. I'm with Jessica Famiglia Young and her husband, Mike Young, who are owners of Vegas Metal Finishing, which is a, we can say it, a brand new facility, basically about two years old uh, in the uh, Las Vegas area, of course. And uh, welcome. Thanks for taking time out to talk to me today. Thanks for having us. Appreciate yes. It. Yes. So tell us, first of all, your facility, what you all, uh, what you all have there, what you offer your customers. Uh, I think it's, you know, what types of anodizing that you do and, uh, and, you know, all that people can expect. Um, well, we have a FFL, we hold an FFL or federal firearms license. So we mm -hmm. are able to anodize firearms, but we offer type two and type three and I would say anything that we can fit in our tanks will will anodize for you. <laughs> and um, we our our system was built by Ronatech, mm -hmm. so closed loop system to where right. we have the ESOP tank and and right. nothing goes to green, and so it's an environmentally friendly system. Right. Um, and apart from type two and type three, we also offer wide variety of colors. Um, but that's our main our our main line is black. It lines black with that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cause this started out of, uh, kind of a branch of a, of a different company that you owned. Correct. It's a firearm company. Correct. correct. Uh, right. New, New frontier armory mm -hmm. was in need of quality anodizing. Um, we were just having a hard time sending it to places and getting it back where it was consistent. And then when we did get it back after like longer lead times, we'd then have to ship it back out of state, bring it back in. Right. And it just, it created kind of a, a bottleneck in our process. So the idea was to create our own anodizing line. And then we quickly realized, I guess, that we don't just anodize firearms, obviously, and there's not just our company that makes firearms. So right. it became a whole separate entity, separate LLC, separate company that now not only does our own for New Frontier, but does lots of other firearm companies, as well as other industries between you know, um, automotive and I don't know off the top of my head, you probably know better than I do, but yeah, I mean, right. we've we come through our doors. We've seen everything from high end sports car components, right. off road components, bicycle components, dirt, but our, um, you know, mountain bike components. We obviously do a bit, a large variety of firearm parts, um, climbing, climbing gear, carabiners, right. it all depends on you know, what, what a customer is looking for and, and you know, uh, what we can supply them with. Right. Really. You know, I've often heard, yeah, I was going to say, I've often heard from people who do firearms anodizing is that it's a tough gig because uh, your customers are one, they, they look at these firearms so closely. I mean, they want perfection. Uh, it's not like it's something, it's going to be a part in it somewhere else. It is something that they stare at and it's like 12 yeah. inches from their face. Well, I think, I think that's one of the hard things that we deal with is that there is such a small margin of error and they do want perfection. You know, a lot of people see parts that are Cerakoted and they believe right. that that's something they can attain through the anodizing process. And it's really an art and it's a science to try to dial in those color matching techniques and whatnot. And uh, so it, it really, like I said, it really is an art to, to try to get perfection or near perfection from, from those finishes. Right. And there's a big difference, like you were saying. Between, I mean, we have customers who are 
like you said, the firearms, and we're looking at every little part of it before we, you know, when we QC it and send it out the door, because we know just mm -hmm. from me having, having, having a firearms company, <laughs> how even when I sell my parts, I don't want to sell it to a customer because I know how they're mm -hmm. going to use it. So I like to make sure that the quality is there. But then um, there's other customers of ours that it's literally a component part that's going inside of another part that's going inside of another part and it's never going to be seen by anybody and they don't right. care. Right. Like, Here you go, take your parts. As long as it's hardened and I know that it's going to stand up to the durability and all that stuff, they don't care. Right. So it's that fine thing of being like, well, these people don't care, but these people really care. Really do care. Right. So I guess I, I have to ask now that you're doing it yourself, you have a little bit more respect for the finishers that you were sending the work out to to, to get it yeah. done. <laughs> yeah, Right. And I'm sure you found out too that, uh, touch yeah. On, touch on one part is that yeah. although there are different components and they're used, they may be seen unseen, we will treat all of our products right. the same coming off the line. So it doesn't matter if it's a high end polished part that comes off or something, a component that's going to be, you know, a brake component or that you're not going to see, everything is treated and cared for the same. So you can, right. you can expect the same quality, whether it's, sitting on your desk, polished piece, or if it's you know, sitting behind your brake, you know, on, on right. part of your brakes. So right. that's something that, that we try to um, maintain through our entire process is that right. everyone can get, will, will have a, you know, a highly quality part. Yeah. High quality part. Absolutely. Right. Right. And so, you know, Jessica, I know that you, you're sort of the accidental anodizer here. This really wasn't your game plan to be running this shop. I know, uh, you know, this was your late husband's plan to do this and, and, and his passing. Uh, you know, and I guess it's not every little girl's dream to grow up and, and run an anodizing operation and, uh, you know, with, with chemicals and things like that. But, uh, I mean, how, how much did you know about the process? Because, you know, with firearms, I'm sure you, 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 you all saw what a good product looked like, but how much did you all know about it? And as before, you know, you, you, uh, you know, you, you started this up. N nothing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so I, I wasn't involved in new frontier before Dave right. passed. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I quite frankly was in real estate for a lot of right. years in my adult life. Um, so when I took over new frontier, that's, you know, I, I learned a little bit about like, okay, so the aluminum comes off of our CNC machines like this, and then it's very like pliable, malleable, whatever word I'm right. looking for. Malleable. malleable. There you go. Right. And so it is through this process and it hardens the aluminum. And then there's two different types of this process. One is actually to harden it. One is more cosmetic. And mm -hmm. I learned a little bit about it on the, on the new frontier side. But when I kind of got thrust into this position, Vegas metal finishing had an LLC established. Right. That's about it. That's, that's it. about like, it. All right. I think they built a berm around the warehouse floor <laughs> to in, to house the tanks. Right. But we right. had no tanks. We I think maybe had like a chiller. There was a boiler in a corner somewhere. Like there was just component parts in this warehouse. And right. I'm like, okay, so the the purpose was to start this line. The purpose was to to facilitate, you know, New Frontier being able to send parts to this company. And I'm like, oh, it's already, the already summit's been started, right? So I could have right. said, like, well, I have no idea what any of this is. And it right. seems way too complicated and way too, like, overwhelming. So I'm just going to scratch this part of it and just take on New Frontier. That's not really how I do things. So I'm right. like, all right, we'll figure out what this is. Right. So 
kind of pieced together the line and it took probably, well, it's a day past in March of 2019. And we were running parts by probably May of 2020. Okay. So right. Yeah. Year to just get everything in place. And then I had to have all the inspections and the fire department and the boilers and all the inspections that go into it. And then obviously all of the just component pieces put together and then figure out actually what all this was get the chemicals in and, and start running some test parts. Luckily we had a place next door that had some scraps so we could just run their parts, right. try to dial everything in. And then, I don't know, we started running parts and it started, uh, you know, it, it started going well. We, we started in the middle of COVID. So right. the fact that we were still able to <laughs> operate and get parts in and, and kind of start a company in the middle of a pandemic right. COVID era, I, it was interesting. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm not sure they teach you that in business school when to start a company at that particular time. But you know, I mean, to think about it is that you, you had your 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 career, your separate career in real estate, right? Uh, you had New Front New Frontier running. You're trying to get this started up, and then, like you said, you're you're trying to uh, you've got your family to 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 put together and thing. How did you juggle all of that uh, and 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 keep it moving forward? I mean, um, I had a nanny for the children. <laughs> Those will help. Yes. Help. Right. Um, I don't know. I felt like I just, I, I don't know how do I say I juggled it? I, I just. Right. Looks like you had no I, options. Really, you had to yeah, move forward with this. It was either sink or swim. It's either right. I, I get out of bed and I figure this out every day, or this whole thing might collapse, which is exactly the opposite of what I want or what they would have wanted. So it was just, right. I don't know. It was kind of one of those things. You just jump in and you figure it out. And I also, tend to really like to figure out things. So mm -hmm. I don't, it could have just been like, all right, well, this is the companies and everybody kind of do this, but I really like to dive in to figure out as much as I can about it, which I think helped me right. throughout the process to actually learn the steps and, and whatever piece right. of part is kind of what you noted at the beginning of it. I know way more about firearms and anodizing than I ever right. thought I would know. <laughs> right. <laughs> every day but um yeah and it i mean we kind of got to well i mean through all of this and met my husband now and well, i was gonna say mike you're 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 you know, like i said a, a military military gentleman getting ready to retire um your, your experience in in the finishing industry i'm sure probably wasn't that much at all either no i uh i never thought that i would be <laughs> in in this industry or, or working in a you know, in a, in a finishing line, I, I did 20 years in the military and 10 plus years in special operations and right. did a lot of training with firearms and stuff like that, but never once thought I'd be on the other side of, of, of the spectrum producing those type of parts, right. Or finishing, right. finishing weapons parts. Right. It's been an interesting road, you know, and, until I met her, even after we got married, I never thought that this would be something that I would be immersed in. Right. Just kind of thought this was what Mama did, and <laughs> right, you know, my own way and into some other ventures as I separated from the military. But we just kind of found that we are very like-minded. We are, we enjoy. It's kind of weird, but we enjoy a problem set because we're both solution-oriented. Mm -hmm. And I, don't, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed taking it on and learning as much as possible. Where you know, we cross paths. Um, 
it's just it's just interesting you know you never know what each day is going to present that's right and, yeah you would be right shocked. yes you never yes. know what each day is going to present and um it's it's been a fun challenge yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be, uh, you know, like you like you spoke, uh, you know, I know you take walk-ins, you get people who show up and want some par- parts. You know, it's one thing to analyze, but you've got like, uh, you know, you've got to you've got to figure out the part. Every part is different and unique, correct? I mean, down holes, wh- how it's going to be, what type of metals it is. I mean, there's, did that kind of surprise you is how dif- difficult that is sometimes to figure out all the different moving parts, the variables, yeah. I guess, that, that would go into uh, analyzing a part or parts? Absolutely. You know, a lot of people just bring parts in and say, oh, you just throw it in. You just throw it into a tank. That's, I mean, you, you saw firsthand that it's, it's a extensive process. And just, you know, size of it, density of it, the, the, the aluminum uh, material itself, you know, people don't understand that you could have a 60-60, or 70-75 part, but you're like, oh, it's just aluminum. Well, no, in, in that aluminum, there's different variations. There's different components with it, within those that create different finishes. And, and you know, to, and I'm not going to lie, when I first started, I said, like, oh, it's just a piece of aluminum. Run it a tank, comes out, whatever color you want it, and off it goes. But that's not, you know, as, as we learn together, that's, and then right. still continue to learn, that's, that's not at all the case. And it, each, each job is unique. Each part is unique. Each run is unique. You know, I just just tanks uh, tanks might be temperamental this morning. You could have right. your, your your chiller or your tank temp is a little bit too high. You need to bring it down. And it, it all it, there's just different variables, and it really is an art and it's a science to producing high quality parts each and right. every time. Right. And that's why when we cross paths kind of with with Chemion, and I'm sure right. you want to dive into this later, but it doesn't matter if you're a day one, you know, day one learning just the very basics, or you've been in the industry for decades, a class like that, I mean, is invaluable because you're always, it's constantly evolving. You're always learning, you know, the, the industry is changing. And if you're not keeping up, then you're not competitive. Right. I, I don't know if you're not creating quality right. and you're not continuing to create quality products. And, you know, right. and even with waste treatment and, and those processes, they've evolved since, Right. very beginning yeah. to where we are now from a closed loop system where we're an environmentally friendly uh you know company where... i think sometimes too people hear at least the, like i said i haven't been doing this for years but in the last three years um even like in in with the city inspections and stuff people hear plating and they think metal finishing and right. they think like you're making scary fumes and chemicals and you're just right. like right <laughs> people that the APA needs to come check on. I'm like, no, we right. don't make a little bit of cake and that gets hauled off and everything else we treat. And it's like very, with a clean line, there's no fumes in our lines with with these air ducts. And like, it's a very nice clean building to right. be able to do this process that everybody thinks is like this scary chemical process. But, right, yeah. Um, but like he was saying, I mean, we learn, I, I'm actually gonna go take the Chemion class on the next class. Cause I, <laughs> I sent him in our lead anodizer um and they came back and immediately started changing tweaking some processes and had faster run times on some stuff and have had different quality outcomes for the better so i mean they just just from what they learned and arlene anonizer has been doing this for a while but for him to come back and learn something and then mike who's brand new to anodizing to learn something i think i'm going to go when they do their next class and bring Mm -hmm. 
my production manager and him and I will go to learn some things too. But I, uh, and, and the command folks have been really helpful. Like even after we, after we left and been able to reach out and ask a few questions and, and it's, it was definitely worth sending, sending you guys up there. Right. Well, you know, the scariest thing, Mike, was, you know, we were,